0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network.
1: We are live here at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. The final score, the L.A. Dodgers 4 and the San Diego Padres nothing as the Padres are swept in a three-game series. By LA here this weekend at Chavez Ravine. Sam Levitt with you on our post game coverage from Dodger Stadium. Final totals in this one for LA, four runs, four hits, no errors. And for San Diego, no runs, three hits, and no errors. Padres with the defeat dropped to 19 and 22. Dodgers with the win improved to 26 and 15. And the Padres after getting swept. Against the L.A. Dodgers, they are now seven games behind L.A. for first place in the National League West here on May 14th. A 1-5 in road trip for the Padres. They've lost five in a row, lost seven of eight, and they've only scored 13 runs in their last seven losses. The Padres' offense had two doubles in this game, one in the first inning, one in the third inning. And from that point on, they did not have a base sit until there was one out in the ninth inning. The issues with runners in scoring position for the Padres continued in this game in a major, major way. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, including 0 for 6 in the first three innings of this game and the Padres right now are batting 198 with runners in scoring position through 41 games. That is 10 points lower than anybody else in Major League Baseball, which is hard to believe with the names in this lineup. A very, very tough weekend for the San Diego Padres here in L.A. We have a lot to do on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll play back the radio highlights, recap this one, We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a little bit. Go down to the clubhouse, may have some additional audio coming from the clubhouse as well. Plus, we'll take a look at the out of town scoreboard, give out our daily awards, and much, much more to come as the Padres have a very, very frustrating weekend here in LA. They drop this series finale four to nothing. The Padres in this series offensively score a grand total of four runs on 16 hits and the Dodgers both in the starting rotation and the bullpen just did an outstanding job against this struggling Padres offense we will try to break it all down and uh, do our best to uh, uh, recap this one break it all down for you a tough weekend in LA for the Padres we get it rolling on our post game show when we come back on the Padres radio network Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network, live from Dodger Stadium. Sam Levitt with you here in LA as the Padres fall four to nothing to the LA Dodgers. As the Padres are swept in a three-game series against LA, the Padres now sit seven games behind the LA Dodgers here on May fourteenth for first place in the National League West. It is certainly not the end of the season, anything like that. We got a long way to go, but it is n- uh, it is. Really a position that nobody saw the Padres sitting in here in mid-May. Already seven games behind L.A., and we'll see if the Padres can turn things around tomorrow in game one of a three-game series against the Kansas City Royals at home at Petco Park. A lot to do in our post-game show. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. If you want to get involved, you can tweet at me at 973 SD or on my Twitter, S A M M Y l-e-v Shoot me a message on Instagram if you want to get involved that way at Sammy Lev, S A M M Y L E V. Would love to hear from you, get your thoughts about today's game and this weekend in LA. I can't promise I have. Uh, all the answers right now about how the Padres turn this thing around and especially on the offensive side, but would love to uh, interact with you as always here on the Padres Radio Network post game show. Again, we'll hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. Let's recap this game with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest
0: moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes.
1: The early story in this game, unfortunately, for the Padres was more issues with runners in scoring position. Fernando Tatis Jr. started the game with a double, but Dodger starter Tony Gonsolin retired. Manny Machado, Juan Soto, and Xander Bogarts in order. In the top of the third, the issues with runners in scoring position continued. Trent Grisham led off with a double. Brett Sullivan then struck out. Gonsolin retired. Machado and Soto to end the inning. At that point, the Padres were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position through just three innings. In the bottom half of the third, still a scoreless game. Ryan Weathers allowed a leadoff double to Miguel Rojas. With one out, it was Mookie Betts.
0: Swung on, driven towards left field and deep. Trick mission
1: going back. This one is gone. Two-run home run for Mookie Betts, and the Dodgers have a 2-0 lead here in the bottom of the third inning. Tony Gonsolin would settle in with a 2 nothing lead behind him. He had a 1-2-3 3 fourth inning, a 1-2-3 3 fifth inning. Gonsolin going five scoreless innings, two hits allowed, one walk, struck out six on 85 pitches. Ryan Weathers returned to the mound in the bottom half of the sixth inning. He allowed a one-out single to Freddie Freeman, then issued a two-out walk to Max Muncy. Bob Melvin then brought in Brent Honeywell to face Miguel Vargas.
0: First pitch to Vargas. Swung on line drive into the left field corner. Freeman is going to score. Max Muncy is being sent. Here comes the throw from Juan Soto. It's not going to be in time, and the Dodgers have a 4-0 lead.
1: Ryan Weathers in this game put together a good outing, and I don't think the final line is necessarily indicative of how effective Ryan Weathers uh, was here today, and he was just a couple of pitches away from six innings, two runs given up, but his final line, five and two-thirds innings, four earned runs given up, three hits allowed, he walked four, and struck out three on 88 pitches. The Dodgers' bullpen did the rest. After Gonsolin went five and Yancy Almonte pitched, they scored his sixth inning with L.A. leading 4 nothing. gonzalez Victor Gonzalez, Bruce Dar and Caleb Ferguson combined for three scoreless innings to end the game. The Padres had three hits in this game. Again, the two doubles in the first and the third. They did not have another base hit until the ninth inning when Xander Bogarts hit a one-out double. Here's how it ended with Nelson Cruz at the plate. A pitch, swinging a miss, strike three. He got him. That'll do it. Hey Frank, Dodgers win the ball game four to nothing. Dodgers sweep the Padres. in this series. A rough road trip for the Friars as they take one game in Minnesota, but they've dropped their
2: last five in a row. They'll get on the bus tonight, do some self-introspection, I'm sure, and try to get ready to take on the Kansas City Royals tomorrow.
1: Certainly not a fun bus ride for the Padres back to San Diego as they fall in this series finale 4-0. Again, the Padres now 19-22. Dodgers are 26-15, and the Padres now find themselves seven games behind L.A. for first place in the National League West. Let's go down to the clubhouse here at Dodger Stadium here from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down
0: to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin Presented by Sinley Food Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food 4665 El Cajon Boulevard The Cook's Asian Resource Bob, the energy in the dugout seemed good today But the result was was similar to what you've seen Did, did the game
3: have any different feel Or did you see anything different? You know what, they, they have a good pitching staff, obviously Um and we actually pitched him well. You know, we only gave up four hits today. You know, Weathers did his job. Obviously, a couple runs came in after he came out. But it was, you know, the offense in this series that, you know, we still have not taken, a, taken hold yet. You know, going into Minnesota in the first game there, we felt like we were coming out of it. A couple tough games there and then three ones here, you know. So we just got to keep fighting, stay confident, and believe we're coming out of it. His weather's up against his pitch limit there, given that he was on four days rest. Yeah, 85 is about what we were looking at for him today. How do you balance um, staying confident and with what's kind of clear frustration from some of these guys? Well, I mean, frustration ends an hour or so after the game. So, you know, these guys have, have performed well before, and they're going to. Again, we have to remain in that mindset and, uh, you know, get back home and regroup.
4: After you kind of talk to these guys on this Thursday for them to kind of respond the way they did this weekend does that say anything or, or what say anything about what
3: about the team about no the I, I look that the, we came out and we fought as hard as we could the last three games doesn't look good when you don't get any hits did you like
5: some of the things you saw
3: then well I think today once the game went along we you know maybe lost a little bit of our spirit but they pitched us really well and, you know early on in the game again we had some opportunities which we come out and seem to have our Better at bats early on, then we, you know, then we lose the lead, and you know they're not as good at the end. How do you Square fighting as hard as they can with another over he's in scoring position. <laughs> Sometimes you press a little bit, but again, you know, we what five days ago we were talking about us coming out of this thing, and then we haven't been able to sustain it. So I think until we sustain it, we're, we're not the team that we expect to be
4: seems that you're getting kind of underperformance pretty much across the board offensively from yes. these guys. Are they being given kind of what they need from a preparation
3: standpoint? Oh, yeah. Standpoint? Look, the, the, it's what, they, what the hitting coaches do. is They prepare them as well. Our meetings, um, individual, we have, you know, basically four guys. Uh, they do a great job individually with each guy. Our preparation before games, breakdown of the pitchers and so forth, I think is really good. You don't have to face in address on the it's how significant is it? What's that again? Uh, you don't have to. You guys don't have to face the Dodgers until August. I, look, we have to beat the Dodgers, so I don't think we're looking forward to getting out of here and not playing them. Uh, we have to play better against them, so we look forward to the next time we play them. Did what Ryan did today help his case going forward to go out there again? He pretty sharp. Uh, he was sharp. I, you know, we have some days off coming, so we have, you know, some guys that are going to get extra rest regardless. So it's a decision we're going to have to make.
1: What will determine that or has it already
3: been determined? Uh we're not yet. We'll talk about that tomorrow.
1: That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse here at Dodger Stadium as again the Padres fall by a final of four to nothing. I want to touch on a couple of things that uh, Bob Melvin said there. You heard the question asked about not playing the Dodgers until August. The next series between these two teams, believe it or not, with division opponents playing less now with the balanced schedule, the next series between these two teams is not until august 4th and then there's one more series here in la uh in uh, early to mid-september and that's it so you know the 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 tough part about that is that you you only will have a handful more games against la now seven games is not insurmountable if the padres go on a run and start doing what they should be doing it's not insurmountable but it is sizable seven games is sizable and like we said earlier. I don't think many people thought the Padres would be in this kind of position on May 14th. That's for sure. Now, Ryan Weathers threw 88 pitches in this game. He got taken out in the sixth inning after walking Max Muncy. Uh, Miguel Vargas was coming up, and uh, the Padres went to Brent Honeywell. In that sixth inning, you know, the, the important things to note with Ryan Weathers, the two outings he made with El Paso. Now, I can't see what i'm looking at here from the minor league um stat database i can't see unfortunately how many pitches he threw but he went four innings in each outing so he didn't go super deep it's hard to imagine that he threw you know more than i I don't know what the number is but he threw 88 pitches today certainly wasn't throwing 100 in four innings each with el paso so Look, the Padres felt like that was the time to take him out with the right-hander Vargas coming up. Brent Honeywell uh, gave up the RBI double, the two-run double to Vargas, and that was a 4-0 deficit the Padres had to try to battle back from. The bottom line in this series, and you heard Bob Melvin there honest about the offense, about that being the problem right now, the Padres gave up. Four runs on Friday, four runs on Saturday, four runs here today. If you even go back to last weekend, in the two games the Padres lost, they did give up uh, five runs in the Sunday game. But remember, they only gave up one run in The first uh, eight and two thirds innings of that game because Mookie Betts had a game tying home run to make it two to two only gave up two runs on Saturday in that series. So I'm just going to calculate this because I think it's really important and speaks volumes to a how close these games have been, but b how winnable these games have been. The Dodgers scored two on the Saturday. They scored five on the Sunday, so that's seven runs, and then 11-15-19. So the Dodgers, in the last five games between these two teams, the Padres have lost every one of them. They've only scored a total of 19 runs, and a, a few of those came in an extra inning game. So the pitching staff against this Dodgers team, look, was Ryan Weathers perfect here today? No, but... I mean, five and two-thirds innings, four earned runs. The bottom line is four runs in each game in this series. And we've said it many times, should not be insurmountable for this Padres offense. But right now, with the runners in scoring position issues, it just has been unfortunately and we'll see if the Padres can get this offense going in the right direction on this homestand coming up here at Petco Park a very frustrating weekend in LA for the Padres as they fall in this series finale for nothing and get swept in a three-game series much more to come on our post-game show we'll give out our daily awards again if you want to get involved you can tweet at me at 97.3 the fan sd or at sammy lev s-a-m-m-y l-e-v instagram as well send me a message sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v and we will continue on here in our post game show when we come back on the padres radio network
2: our post game show continues here on the
1: padres radio network from dodger stadium the final score the dodgers four and the padres nothing sam levitt with you as we continue on, recapping what was another frustrating afternoon here in L.A. as the Padres are swept in a three-game series. Padres have now lost five in a row, seven of eight against the, uh well, uh, seven of eight in general. And uh, the Padres have now lost five in a row. Uh, in and of itself against the L.A. Dodgers, winning that Friday series opener last weekend at Petco Park and uh, then losing five in a row Saturday, Sunday, last weekend and Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, over the course of this three-game series here in L.A. They are running the bases right now. Uh, post-game here at Dodger Stadium. It's actually uh, it's a pretty interesting scene. They have a line that goes all the way, and it's not just kids. It's also adults uh, running, too. They have a line that goes from the center field fence. It wraps around the warning track all the way from uh, center field to the right field corner, down the right field line, and then fans enter at first base, and they run around, and they exit uh, by the third base gate. It may be—I don't know how many thousands of people are running the bases, but um, it's got to be at least—I don't know how many thousand, but more than a few, easily. So, uh, running the bases post game here in LA, and uh, Dodger fans—you uh, would imagine—in a good mood right now, uh, sweeping the Padres in a three-game series uh, here this weekend. Again, the Padres now nineteen and twenty-two; Dodgers improve to twenty-six and fifteen. Ryan Weathers in this game here today. I'll be honest, I don't think the final line is really indicative of how good he was in this game and how effective he was. You look at his outing, leadoff walk in the first inning, gets out of the inning with a double play ball, works around a one-out walk in the second, gives up the leadoff double to Rojas in the third. Home run given up to Mookie Betts, two-run home run. But that was the only damage he allowed in the third, two, three, fourth inning scoreless fifth inning in the sixth inning, gave up a one out single, had a chance to get out of the inning, but walks Max Muncy with two outs, gets taken out of the game. At that point, five and two thirds innings, two earned runs given up but the two base runners on belonged to him. And then it was Brent Honeywell who came in to face the right-handed hitting Miguel Vargas 2 run double. Both runs were charged against Ryan Weathers. So, It really very easily had Ryan made another pitch or two. It could have been six innings, two earned runs given up, but instead five and two-thirds innings and four earned runs given up. And again, you know, the Padres get, to me, good enough starting pitching to win this game, just like they got it from Joe Musgrove yesterday, even though Musgrove wasn't perfect. He was hurt with some bad luck. Uh, in the first inning yesterday with the dropped, uh, well, it didn't nobody dropped it, but it dropped in uh, in the first inning. And Blake Snell, six innings and two runs on, um, on Friday night. So the Padres starting pitching, pitching in general, even though the bullpen, you know, hasn't been perfect. I understand a, a moment there from Honeywell. There's a big difference between a two-run game and a four-run game. But, again, and I, I feel like a broken record, I sound like a broken record, that is just not the story right now because four runs for this offense whether it be Friday Saturday or Sunday should not be too much to overcome and as of late it has been for the Padres you heard me talk about Ryan Weathers let's go to the clubhouse here in LA hear from Ryan
3: Really,
5: you recovered well after you pitched the bats. How'd you feel overall about your outing? Yeah, I felt good. Um, obviously, a few of the walks I wish I could have, you know, kind of harnessed, but, you know, I made some good pitches on those and kind of some 50 50 balls that could have went either way. Um, but, yeah, just, I got to finish that outing. I got to, I can't walk months there. I got to finish that outing.
3: Overall, though, to get come back and be facing the Dodgers, a really good lineup. I mean, how did you kind of stay prepared for this one, not overthink it, especially given limited opportunities
5: right now? Yeah. um, Pitching doesn't change. You know, whatever I was doing well, I just got to keep doing well and locating the ball ball good down today and moving it up and just moving the ball around and just producing all the weak contact, and that's just what I got to keep doing.
4: How have you kind of learned to handle this? I mean, if you're spending time here, AAA, going back, to be able to come back and form like that here, how have you kind of learned to navigate the challenges of all of that?
5: Yeah, just wherever you're, wherever your feet are, you just got to throw the ball well. And that's all I can ask for is opportunity and wherever it's at. And, yeah, just got to keep throwing the ball well. Is the change to bets a good pitch? Um, in that count, um, probably could have been a little bit more down. Um, I was going for a, a roll over there and just kind of left. It was, it was good down, but just kind of left it a little too middle maybe a ball over than I wanted, and, you know, he's a really good hitter. He hit a good pitch.
4: One of the things you're
5: most pleased about is, I mean, you've handled going down. You went down and pitched there in a tough place, pitched well, got yourself back. No matter what happens now, like, you, you seem to be kind of just going with the flow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, baseball can kind of take you wherever. So, like I said, just wherever I'm at, I just got to keep throwing the ball well, and that's all I can do.
1: That was Ryan Weathers from down inside the clubhouse here at Dodger Stadium as the Padres fall 4-0 to the L.A. Dodgers here today. And I'll tell you what, one more thought on Ryan Weathers. Again, the final line, five and two-thirds innings, four runs given up. If he makes another pitch or two, better. You heard him talk about the change-up to Mookie Betts in the third inning. Could have been an even better line. But against this lineup, I was impressed with what Ryan Weathers did here today. And he continues to do really good things you know when he went down to triple a that you know and and certainly ryan's had a great attitude since spring training i've talked to him a ton um he's had a really good attitude even going back to spring training about his opportunity um, about learning and we've heard bob melvin talk about that just uh ryan showing up to spring training as uh, a different guy and with a really really good attitude that the padres liked and to come up from triple a today and do what he did um here today against la i I thought it was pretty impressive here today so uh, you know i think another good step in the right direction for ryan weather is what he did here at dodger stadium today we'll see what the plan is moving forward for ryan because obviously he was doing pretty well and then got sent to triple a and that was you know a numbers game with the padres wanting uh, wanting to go back to a five-man rotation and then right now wanting to bring him back into the rotation to give guys uh, extra rest so we'll see what the plan is for ryan moving forward but again i think i I thought he did a really solid job here today wasn't perfect made some mistakes the home run to Betts, the two out walk to muncie but for a 23 year old to do that after coming back from triple a i thought was uh, very solid and again an effort that should be Good enough to win on many days uh, for the Padres. Unfortunately, was not here today. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was
0: dealing today? (laughs) Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg, all your grilling and barbecue needs are
1: inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here today will go with Tony Gonsolin on the Dodgers' side of things. Five scoreless innings. He continues to be very good since coming back from an injury, a sprained left ankle. Gonsolin now a 1-4-2 ERA in four outings on the year. Five scoreless innings. And you know what? I mean, Gonsolin, you look at his outing early, gives up the double to Tatis to begin the game. It gets the next three guys in a row, gives up a leadoff double to Grisham in the third inning and ends up getting out of the inning with no runs given up so when he faced trouble in this game and especially and really both the first and the third inning he faced some really tough hitters to get out of the inning had to get through Machado Soto and Bogarts in the first inning with Tatis on second then on third and had to get through Machado and Soto uh, with runners on first and second with one out in the third and each and every time got through that part of the order for the Padres. So Tony Gonsolin will be our ace pitcher of the game. And that was sort of the ominous sign in this game, if you will. I mean, if we're being honest, the Padres get the leadoff double from Fernando, but and he ends up stealing third base later in the inning. But then a ground out from Manny, strikeout from Soto, strikeout from Xander Bogarts, and uh, the same issues with runners in scoring position. Right from the get-go in this game, uh, started to appear again. So the Padres, who went 0 for nine with runners in scoring position today, uh, lose four nothing to the LA Dodgers. We'll come back. I'll read some of your tweets and your messages. We'll also uh, hear from Bob Melvin again in case you missed it. We have some clips cut from Bob Melvin's post-game press conference and continue to break it all down. Final score again: LA four, San Diego nothing. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. I got a picture of a of a memory. Our post-game show continues here on the Padre's Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here at Dodger Stadium. They are still running the bases here at Dodger Stadium. I told you how long the line looked to center field earlier, and there are still at least a few hundred people waiting to run the bases going all the way to the right field foul pole right now. So I don't know how many people have run the bases here in LA, but uh, it's a lot of people running the bases post game on this Sunday. Again, a very happy Mother's Day to uh, all the moms out there. Hope you had a wonderful day. Padres fall 4 nothing to the LA Dodgers as the Padres have lost five in a row seven of eight they've only scored 13 runs in those seven losses and the Padres now seven games behind the LA Dodgers here on May 14th a position that nobody saw coming for this Padres team I mean there are frustrating starts tough starts and it has been that now 19 and 22 but there is now a sizable gap between the Padres and the Dodgers and at least for the uh, foreseeable future Padres will be trying to catch the Dodgers now and trying to close the gap and of course it's May 14th that can happen um but you know the Padres have another bad week or two this could get a little out of hand as far as the division if the Dodgers keep playing well bottom line Dodgers have played very very well as of late the Dodgers now with this win here today have won 13 of 15 they're 13 and 2 in their last 15 games and they're outscoring opponents in this 15 game span 88 to 41. So they've doubled up opponents, uh, beyond doubled up opponents in this uh, 15-game span. They're playing very well right now. But again, and I mentioned it earlier, the Dodgers offense, what they did in this series was not the problem and has not been the problem in any of the last five meetings against the Padres. The Dodgers only scored 12 runs combined in this series, four in each game, and then going back to... Uh, The two games in San Diego, they've scored a grand total of 19 runs in five games, and a few of those runs came in the extra inning game on... Sunday where the Padres only gave up one run until there were two outs in the ninth inning so the main story continues to be the Padres offense they went 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position and the number here that I'm about to read it is not pretty but it is what it is right now the Padres are batting 198 with runners in scoring position on the year now through 41 games and hard to believe that is 11 points lower than any other team right now detroit's at 209 oakland's at 210 now the braves they're 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 30 points better than the padres in this category but they are 26th in baseball or i should say excuse me uh uh, no 26th in baseball at a 228 average so i suppose that shows you that you can win a lot of games without necessarily doing great with runners in scoring position but here for the Padres, I mean, this game alone, they had a, a runner on second base in the first inning, nobody out. Runner on second base in the third inning, nobody out. Had six at-bats with run, with uh, those two runners on and went 0 for 6. So until the Padres start cashing in on those opportunities – that will be the story uh, as we uh, move forward here on the Padres radio network. Again, the final LA four in San Diego. Nothing uh, in case you missed it. Let's play a couple of clips from Bob Melvin's postgame press conference. Great job by Frank Marchese back in the studio, cutting up those clips. Melvin talking about um, or was asked uh, uh, something along the lines of if the Padres lost their spirit as uh, the game went on. Uh, well, let's hear what Bob Melvin had to say.
3: Well, I think today, once the game went along, we, you know, maybe lost a little bit of our spirit, but they pitched us really well, you know, early on in the game. Again, we had some opportunities, which we come out and seem to have our better at bats early on. Then we, you know, then we lose the lead and, you know, they're not as good at the end.
1: So that was Bob Melvin inside the Padres clubhouse. My apologies. I didn't uh, cue up that clip very well, but you heard what Bob Melvin had to say. Uh, We'll do it this way, Frank, to make it a little bit easier. Let's play clip four from Bob Melvin talking about the offense. All right. Uh, I was not clear. I'm not doing a very good job here. Uh, Let's do uh, the one titled Frank Melvin uh, talking about the offense uh, wasn't there.
3: You know, Weathers did his job. Obviously, a couple runs came in after he came out, but it was, you know, the offense in this series that, you know, we still have not taken taken hold yet. You know, going into Minnesota in the first game there, we felt like we were coming out of it. A couple tough games there, and then three ones here, you know, so we just got to keep fighting, stay confident, and believe we're coming
1: out of it. We talked about the troubles with runners in scoring position. Here was Bob Melvin talking about those troubles. Sometimes you press a little bit, but...
3: Again, you know, we what five days ago we were talking about us coming out of this thing and then we haven't been able to sustain it. So I think until we sustain it, we're
1: we're not the team
3: that we expect to be.
1: Yeah, if you remember that first game of the road trip in Minnesota, six runs on nine hits, Padres scored one in the fourth inning, two in the seventh inning, tacked on with three in the ninth inning and you felt like that was a step forward and, you know – Often in the first, I don't know, 30-plus games of this season, I would say the Padres feel like they're taking one step forward offensively, one step back, two steps back. One step forward, one step back, or two steps back. However you want to put it, you get what I'm saying. I mean, the last five games in the in this series, it felt like a few steps back and uh, sort of back to square one to where these offensive struggles have been and um we'll see uh, if the Padres can get it going beginning against Kansas City tomorrow Uh, I do want to read a couple of your uh of your tweets here Uh, Warren saying this uh, team will get out of it one day it may take all season well Warren hopefully it won't take all year uh Warren saying watching the Padres meant to be entertaining right now it isn't uh Warren I understand the frustration um you know this was a very tough series for the Padres and again here on May 14th, seven games out. Uh, Enrique is saying, hey, Sammy, this is really frustrating and painful to watch. Dodgers, with, uh, 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 with the minimum, are taking the wins because of our poor performance. Let's shake it off. And, uh, and tomorrow we'll be at Petco, rooting like always for my Padres. Good to hear you'll be there tomorrow, Enrique. Well, w- what you said there what you said there is in line with what i've been saying i mean again i don't feel like the dodgers offense you know came into this series or those two games in san diego and just tore the cover off the ball, and these games were not competitive. They were, and they were there for the taking for the Padres. But in the game of baseball, if you don't cash in when you have opportunities, it's very, very hard to win, and that is the main problem uh, for the Padres right now. All right, we will uh, take some of your phone calls as well coming up here in a 2nd eight eight zero nine seven three. I do want to give out some daily awards. While we have a moment, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which
0: pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut?
1: It's time for the relief
0: pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit DiegoFoodbank.org.
1: Our relief pitcher of the game could go a few ways with this. Could certainly go on the Dodger side of things. But today, I'll go with Tom Cosgrove. Why not? tom cosgrove will be our relief pitcher of the game came in in the eighth inning got the final two outs freeman martinez did it on a grand total of four pitches you know tom cosgrove has been very impressive so far five appearances in the major leagues now they've been scoreless they've been hitless that's after seven scoreless appearances at triple a el paso to begin the season tom cosgrove he's our relief pitcher of the game If you missed my one-on-one interview with Tom Cosgrove earlier today for the pregame show, you can listen to it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast. We talked about a, a lot of different things about his development, Uh, His delivery, uh, pitching from a a three-quarter slot, uh, which has developed over the years. He's a Staten Island native from uh, New York City. We talk about his favorite pizzeria, his support uh, from Staten Island, uh, the watch parties they've been having during Padres games, all the way in New York City, and uh, much more. So that interview is on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. And, of course, that's where you can also find every post-game show we have here on the podcast radio network on demand let's tell you about our player of the game which player had the biggest impact on today's
0: game let's find out who is today's player of the game presented by Valley View Casino and hotel Catch free game at patties and bites plus enjoy four dollar beer every Thursday visit valleyviewcasino.com today
1: well for as much as it pains me to do this it's got to be a Dodger today right? How about Mookie Betts? Set the tone early, two-run home run with Rojas on second base, and that would be enough for the Dodgers in this game. So Betts, who had a good series, home run here today. Betts had the home run on... Friday night in the seventh inning to make it a 3-2 to two game. Put the Dodgers ahead, of course, had that big game-tying home run a week ago in San Diego. He has done some very good things against the Padres as of late. So Mookie Betts, our player of the game for the L.A. Dodgers, as the Dodgers win it by a final of 4 to nothing. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll take one final look at the out-of-town scoreboard when we come back. We'll also uh, take some of your phone calls as well. Uh, again, I'm taking your tweets and your Instagram messages at 973 the fan SD or tweet at me at Sammy Lev S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram, Sammy Lev there as well, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you want to get involved, and I'll do my best to uh, answer you here on the radio. Not that I have all the answers right now, but how the Padres turn this thing around but we will do our best here on the post game show again the final LA 4 San Diego nothing on the Padres radio network Here at Dodger Stadium, as we recap this one here today, the Padres falling to the LA Dodgers four nothing as the Padres are swept in a three game series against LA. Sam Levitt with you here on our post game show on the Padres Radio Network. Good to have you with us on this Sunday afternoon uh, hope you had a great mother's day happy mother's day to all the moms out there not a great day for the padres no way around it a four nothing defeat here today at the hands of the la dodgers padres have lost five in a row and they are now seven games back of la here on only may 14th not a position many saw the padres being in uh in this uh still Early. I'm not saying because I know people out there, they get a little crazy if I say it's uh, still early. That's not what I'm saying here because it isn't. And I'll get more on that in a, in a second. Um, but I suppose just by the calendar in first quarter of the season, early part of the season is what I was trying to say. Um, but look, uh, it is certainly not early in the, anymore in the sense of the Padres are seven games back in the division. So there's a sizable gap here, and now the Padres will have to work to um, cut into that gap. And like I said earlier, now the danger is for the Padres, if they don't start driving in runners more, playing better baseball overall, obviously a team game, although the pitching has certainly been, for the most part, good enough to win a lot of games, Um it could get a little out of hand as far as that gap because the Dodgers are playing great right now, 13-2 and in their last 15 games. So hopefully the Padres can begin to turn things around tomorrow. Game one of a three-game series tomorrow against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, and so uh, the starting pitching matchup tomorrow, Michael Waka on the mound for San Diego, Brad Keller on the mound for Kansas City. So it certainly will be good to be back at Petco Park tomorrow. Looking forward uh, to that, certainly. Uh, I do want to remind you that today is a military sunday every sunday is military sunday and we want to take time to recognize and thank all military members for their amazing dedication and service san diego county toyota dealers proud partners of the padres are honored to support san diego's military community all right let's go to the phones uh like i said yesterday i I don't have all the answers certainly Um, but uh, happy to uh, be here for some emotional support, if you will, as the Padres have another frustrating afternoon. Let's begin today with Andy in La Jolla calling in. Hi, Andy. Hi, how are you? Doing well, Andy. How are you?
2: Good. I'm a season ticket holder full year, and it's frustrating to watch, but I think the manager has had a tough luck since the Philly series last year, and I think we just hit rock bottom today. I think – by tomorrow morning, you're going to see the manager be replaced, honestly. No I way, you. Andy, team, Andy, Andy, honestly, Andy, I'll tell
1: you why. Andy, 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 no way. Why? No, what has he done, Andy, What's he done Andy, for you? The, Andy, no, no way. Appreciate the call. Number one, that's not going to happen. Number two, and I, I firmly believe this, Bob Melvin is the right guy for this team. He's a steady presence for a team that has a lot of superstars, um, this is a, a manager who brought this team to the NLCS last year. Let's not have such a short memory. Okay, Bob Melvin, I think, is is absolutely the right guy for this team, and that's not going to happen. I think Bob Melvin is, is a, an excellent manager in 41 games in. I know it's not early anymore, like we've been saying, but that's – that's not happening, and I, I truly believe Bob Melvin is absolutely the right guy for this team. He brought him to the NLCS last year and beat the Mets in the in the wild card series and beat the Dodgers in the NLDS. Let's not let's not get crazy and have short memories. Okay, um, look there there needs to be adjustments with what this team is doing offensively. Whether that's you know, and I don't know what the answer is. Whether that's a, a different approach in runners in scoring position situations you know i don't totally know what the answers are but um the number one that's not happening and number two I, I think bob melvin's an excellent manager and is absolutely the right guy for this team and proved that last year remember the padres for a long while last year did not play a great brand of baseball or i shouldn't say that, that they didn't play a great brand of baseball but they didn't have a great record after getting off to a really good start for a while and, you know, got into the postseason and did what they did and 41 games into 2023. Um, you know, that doesn't change all of that. And again, Bob Melvin, I think is absolutely the right guy for this team, this job. And uh, I think he's an excellent manager and he doesn't stand there with a bat in the batter's box when there's a guy on second base, to me, that's that's not on Bob Melvin. So that's how I feel about it. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing today? I'm doing well, Don. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's tough. These losses
2: are, are tough, especially against the Dodgers. You know, there's no, uh, no sugarcoating it. But um, the good news is we're not still consistently, we're not getting blown out of the ballpark. We had another really good pitching performance. I'm a strong believer this offense will come around, and as a reminder to all of us, we saw how quickly Soto turned it around. However, I just, my comment for today has to do with our, how we're responding here. I'm a little upset with how the boys were seen joking in the dugout in the ninth inning. It's really kind of not the attitude you really want to see if you're fans, And it uh, seems like maybe we care more about wins and losses than they do. That's just the perception. I'm sure that's not the case, but that's the perception. And uh, maybe I'm thinking it could be that Bo Mel, who I absolutely love, and we got to keep him, we're blessed to have him, but he might be being a little too easy on him right now. Like, for instance, today it seems like maybe he should have been a little bit upset when they asked him that question about having lost some spirit Uh, in the game. And he admitted they did. And maybe he should be a little bit upset that they didn't fight until the end. And even better, frankly, and I'll leave it with this last thought is, it would be even better if Manny as our team captain kind of stood up to the plate and said, you know, with his attitude and was like, Hey guys, you know, we got to compete better. So I just, that's my thought. Interested to hear your feedback on how we're responding to this doldrum of summer. Thanks, Sammy.
1: don appreciate the call well we're not in summer yet so there's time here to to turn this thing around and make it a a better summer and a summer to remember um i I did not see what you were referring to um in the dugout honestly i'm i'm sitting here at the ballpark i did not watch a second of uh the uh, the tv broadcast so i did not see it um so i can't comment on that um look as far as you know getting angry at the team and you know the manager you know doing you know you know the, the classic idea of uh <laughs> of somebody getting mad uh, in the clubhouse flipping over the the post game spread table i mean look we know bob melvin addressed this team on thursday in minnesota unfortunately they came here to la and they lost all three games it was exactly what you didn't want to happen and it happened um i don't know that doing that again makes you know much of a difference you know i think managers in general uh are are careful about when they pick those spots to do it bob melvin uh, you know felt like he had to say something after that game on thursday but the bottom line is you know words you know whether they come from players or coaches or managers i mean at the end of the day it's what happens in between the foul lines and it, what happens in the batter's box and you know um baseball's a a long season obviously it has ups and downs i just think you know he addressed them on thursday i don't think you can address a team full of professional baseball players you know every every week it just doesn't work like that and clearly i mean let's let's just go on the three game sample size well uh, whatever was said after thursday did it didn't really help the padres drive in runners in scoring position over this three-game series so maybe that sort of tells us what we need to know that uh you know you can say whatever you want but it, it just has to be executed on the field it just has to be and uh you know I, I i don't have uh the great answers right now as uh as to uh why that hasn't exactly happened um but it, it, it's about execution from the guys that the padres have here to to drive in runs and uh, and do exactly that. Let's go to Dan in Carlsbad calling in. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hey, Sammy. How we doing? I'm doing good, Dan. Beautiful day here in LA. Uh yeah. Gonna gonna get in the car and uh, head back to San Diego here soon. But I'm doing well.
4: Hopefully, there's not too much traffic on the five south <laughs> for you with Mother's Day and all. But
1: yeah, uh, hope not.
4: Listen, we've seen we've seen Bob Melvin here uh, for a year and a quarter of a year now. And every time he speaks, he reminds me why he's the perfect manager for this club. Um, When I want to get all emotional and get all angry, like, he is just, like, the steady hand that, um, I mean, he's exactly what we need. we got a good mix of veteran guys. We have some superstars. I I really like to see what Weathers did today. Like, I think he's grown up a lot in the last couple of years. Um, And, you know, I'd like to continue that progression, but Bob Melvin hasn't taken a single at bat in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's not going to. We just got to play better. That's the bottom line. At bats are too soft. Uh, we we give away way too many at bats. And and Bob Melvin was right today when he said that we lost our spirit. There was no there was no fight at the end of that game. Mm. Um, and I, I, man, something's got to change here because you know, and it's on the players. Bottom line.
1: Yeah, and, and appreciate the call, Dan. Look, uh, you, you kind of echoed what, I, what I've what i been saying. It, it's about the execution in between the lines. I mean, let's look at this game. And, and, again, I don't know if the issues with runners in scoring position, if it has to be a different approach. I mean, you look at the first inning. Let, let's go through the situations they had here today. First inning, Tatis double, Machado ground out, Soto strikeout, Bogart strikeout. You know, is there an argument to be made that guys are pressing or trying to do too much, or you know, have a big swing, hit a home run? I mean, maybe there just needs to be a a, a, a small ball mentality. I, I don't know. Um, you know, where if a guy's on second base, let's focus. You know, bare minimum, get him to third base. Same thing in the third inning. Lead off double, Sullivan strikes out, Tatis walks, uh, then Manny and Soto uh, go down two in a row. Maybe that needs to to be, you know, part of the approach of, of you know, just really simplifying things to when there are runners in scoring position with nobody out, like get them over to third base and let's try to drive in runs that way. And if we end up driving in one with a sack fly, look, the concerning part beyond that, is from innings two from the double by Grisham to lead off the third inning to the double by Bogarts in the ninth inning, that was the only hit after the double by Grisham. So there were no hits in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, a span of five-plus innings, and by the way, no hits after the Grisham double in the third. And when Bob Melvin spoke the other day about tenacity throughout the game, and it's something that, you know, uh, we've heard Bob Melvin talk about, about having opportunities or scoring early, but having to keep up the tenacity throughout a game, it is still what this team is searching for, and Bob is right. Um, and I'm with you, and I, I know we had the caller that, that let us off. I'm with you. I I, I truly believe that Bob Melvin's um, mentality, demeanor, uh, the even keel nature of it, I, I think that's a really good thing. Um, for this particular ball club i i i believe bob melvin is is a really 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 good guy uh for this job and and again you know said something to him on thursday we know bob going back to last year had the address in arizona in september um you know managers and same thing with bob melvin i'm sure is going to pick his spots when to do that and <laughs> again uh he spoke to him on thursday and they came here to la and got swept so You know, I don't know that after the game today is the moment to say something again. Uh, You have to be very selective with a room full of professional baseball players. And let's be honest, the guys in this clubhouse, guys like Manny, guys like Bogarts, guys like Cruz, guys like Harpenter, you know. I mean, these are guys that have played for a long time. So um, they know the game of baseball. They know the ups and downs of it. Unfortunately, right now. The Padres are going through a a pretty significant down. And um, hopefully they will uh, turn things around here as we uh, continue to recap this one. The Padres falling for nothing to LA. I do want to read a quote here from Dennis Lynn of The Athletic, who does a great job covering the Padres. Uh, This was a quote from Manny Machado in the clubhouse. We don't have this audio, but I'll read you the quote from Dennis. He put it on Twitter. Quote, I think we're doing everything we can out there, and expletive, just not going our way. Uh, Manny Machado said, quote, it's all right, just keep our head up and come out tomorrow. We might lose tomorrow, we might not, who knows, but go out there and perform. And I think uh, the, the last sentence there is what it is all about. I mean, you know, we can talk about. A lot of different things, but the players that the Padres have here, that they are counting on, have counted on since day one, since spring training, to perform, to execute, to drive in runs, have to begin doing that. Or else, the struggles will probably continue, and the Padres in a couple of weeks could find themselves in a really bad spot. I mean, seven games out on May 14th is not where anybody imagined this team being, but it could get worse, that gap. So if I'm the Padres, you know, think about it for a little bit, shower off, try to enjoy the bus trip down to San Diego the best you can, and then come out tomorrow ready to go. The Kansas City Royals have not been a good team this year, and we'll preview tomorrow's game in a moment, but they have not been a good team this year. The Royals will enter the series tomorrow a record of 12-30. and 30. 12 and 30 the only team with less wins in baseball the oakland A's at 9 and 33 and the a's right now are at a historic pace to lose more games than the 1962 new york mets okay the Royals not being good so going back home against the royals i mean there's not much of an excuse for the padres i understand it's major league baseball teams beat other teams every night we get that but unfortunately now the Padres have put themselves in a position even this early where they've got to take care of business against the team like the Royals they do bottom line so we'll see if the Padres can start doing that tomorrow speaking of the Royals and all the teams around Major League Baseball let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard Let's go around
0: Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958.
1: We take a look at the scores from around the major leagues. What's going on today? We have one game in progress right now. The Cardinals beating the Red Sox 2-1 in the second inning in Boston. The Guardians beat the Angels already today, 4-3. Everything else has gone final. Josh Naylor hit a three-run home run for Cleveland in that one. Pirates beat the Orioles 4-0 in Baltimore. The Rays beat the Yankees 8-7 in the Bronx earlier today. The Blue Jays beat the Braves 6-5 in Toronto. Danny Jansen walked it off with a two-run single for the Jays. Marlins beat the Reds 3-1 in Miami. Tigers beat the Mariners 5-3 in Detroit. Twins beat the Cubs 16-3 in Minnesota. Michael Saylor had a uh, Michael A. Taylor had a two-run home run in that game, as the Twins score 16 runs on 18 hits. Astros beat the White Sox 4-3. In Chicago, Brewers beat the Royals 9-6 to in Milwaukee. Bryce Tarang had a three-run home run in that game for the Brew Crew. Rockies beat the Phillies 4 nothing in Colorado. Bryce Harper and Jake Bird had a disagreement. The benches cleared in that game. I saw some video of it. Didn't look like there were any punches thrown, but... Still, the benches cleared, and there was a bit of an issue as the Rockies beat the Phillies for nothing. Rangers beat the A's 11-3 in Oakland. Adolis Garcia had a grand slam in that game. Diamondbacks beat the Giants 2-1 in Arizona. Lourdes Guriel Jr. had a walk-off base hit in that game for Arizona. In fact, I apologize. I need to see here. Was that a walk-off home run by Gurriel? No, walk off double by Guriel. That's what I thought. And finally, the Mets and the Nationals played sort of a doubleheader today in Washington. They first resumed yesterday's game. Nationals won it three to two. CJ Abrams had a home run in that game for Washington and game two of that doubleheader at Nationals Park. The Mets beat the Nationals eight to two in DC. And that's a look at the out of town scoreboard on this Sunday in the major leagues. Taking a look at tomorrow's game as the Padres return to Petco Park for the start of a three-game series against the Kansas City Royals. Right-hander Michael Waka on the mound for the Padres. Right-hander Brad Keller on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. First pitch tomorrow at 640. Our pregame coverage begins at 540 here on the Padres Radio Network and certainly hope you can join us then. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here today. For L.A., four runs, four hits, no errors. They left on two. For the Padres, no runs, three hits, no errors. They left on six. Winning pitcher was Tony Gonsolin, who improves to one and one. Losing pitcher was Ryan Weathers, who drops to one and two. The time of game, a quick one at two hours and 14 minutes. And the crowd here at Dodger Stadium on this Mother's Day, 46,201. That'll do it for our post-game coverage here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 6.40 p.m. Our pregame show begins at 5.40. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long from Dodger Stadium. Again, the final score, the L.A. Dodgers 4 and the San Diego Padres nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network.